Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, everyone. My name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Tanya Beganisic. She is the founder of Bliss Yoga, as well as a self-love advocate. How are you doing today, Tanya? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and share a bit about your story and your journey with me today. I appreciate you being here and appreciate you being part of the empowerography community. I'm very honestly, very blessed to be a part of it and grateful. I've been listening to all the um, podcasts and I'm very excited. So thank you. Well, thank you. So let's jump right in. Tanya, you are a certified yoga instructor, a Reiki healer, as I mentioned, a self-love advocate and the owner of Bliss Yoga Anywhere, a virtual yoga studio and wellness space. You've said that your journey of self-love discovery led you to to complete your yoga training in Costa Rica. Why Costa Rica? Well, at the time, so this was several years ago, it uh, for some reason really called out to me more than any other place, more than some of the more popular places where a lot of the yogis I knew were going to get certified in India and Thailand, even in Mexico, which is, you know, so much closer to me in Toronto. But I was just like, no, I like the sound of Costa Rica, just really wanted to see the land, the people, experience the culture, as well as the school that I attended really resonated with me more than any other one. Uh, based on what I was looking for. The founder of that school, her name is Lauren Ruddick. She's uh, Canadian as well. And I just really liked everything that she was all about and what the school was all about. And that's kind of what led me to Costa Rica. And it was uh, the best decision that I ever made. How long were you down there learning? Five weeks. Okay. Yeah. So what led you to and how did you start your journey of self-discovery? I would say... It's one of those things that you can't ever pinpoint when it started. I think it's just been my whole life and always that feeling of being lost or or trapped. And in later years, when I started to realize that I was kind of living a life that was pretty, you know, programmed and well-organized and well thought out. Yeah. That's when I started to realize, well, clearly this is not working. I need to start changing something and re- reshifting reprogramming and that's what really opened up um you know awakened me and led me to that self-discovery of who am i and what do i want and what do i like and you know really realizing do i even know myself and what you know what i like and what are my things that you know make me happy things that don't make me happy and you start to realize more and more that we as humans we really are programmed and we do a lot of things that don't really fulfill us so that was everything from the job to you know doing everything as you're supposed to getting married and (laughs) all of that stuff which I did so you know when I look back now it really was from day one a self-discovery journey but the journey kind of shifts when you start to take control of it and really do start to discover parts of yourself you're like well this is not me like I'm not that you know Cinderella and the white dress at the wedding I'm not that person who's striving to be a CEO in this corporate company. So why am I there? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Um, And it was really just kind of that lack of fulfillment and inner peace and joy in my life that led me to start discovering uh, myself more and more. And Costa Rica is one of the pinnacles of where I really, really discovered a lot about myself. Yeah. Amazing. Because, you know, when you think about it, the, the, 
majority of the population stay stuck in that path or on that path of not loving what they do and not loving their lives and being happy in who they are and happy with what they're doing. I mean, you think about all the time that we as human beings spend working and the millions upon millions of people just stay stuck in jobs that they fucking hate and they stay stuck in that. They don't ever explore all the other options that are out there or explore what's in their heart or what's in their soul, what sets their soul on fire. It's crazy. And then like you said, you go down that path where this is what you're supposed to do. The programmed path where yes, you, you find a job, you go to university, you get out, you get a job, you get married, you have kids, you buy the house and so on. It's like, there's a hell of a lot more to life than that, but it's so sad when you think about the the people that don't explore those other options. Exactly. And then that's what it was. I think I, the eye opener was being surrounded by those people. Yeah. Um, Cause you can easily just, you know, conform to that and say, well, okay, I guess I'm just one of them. Yeah. But then you start to see, you know, and it's, it's so sad to say this, I don't know how to put it in either way. You start to see those people literally falling apart, like physically yeah. and mentally and just being so stuck and so content. And I'm like, this is what I'm working towards. Like this is, trying to like work up the ladder so the more I work up the ladder the more that my health actually deteriorates and the the more you know unfulfilled I am and that was the biggest eye-opener but then I felt like I stuck around because that part of me was always there that I wanted to always help people and you know nourish them and nurture them yeah maybe I can help them you know maybe that's my purpose yeah. But then it's like, no, if one does not want to be helped or doesn't want to change, you can't do anything about it. So just look out for yourself yeah. and, you know, get out before it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> Those that, that need the help will, will find you, right? Exactly. The teacher appears, what does that say? The teacher appears when the student needs it or something like that? Yes, yes, yes. You have said now, I imagine that some of these things are what what I'm going to bring up here the things that we were just speaking about, you said that you turned your life around, but it was cha- a challenging road for you. Can you talk a bit about that and the types of challenges you faced? Yeah. So on my, you know, kind of life of living, you know, being, being in the corporate job and changing, I went to school, I went back to school several times because I always felt like it wasn't enough, you know, yeah. I had three, but I wanted another one and another certification. Yeah. And I think a lot of that was not just because, I, I love learning and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of forever student and to this day I'm, I'm learning is just that what I'm learning now is constantly like evolving myself and bettering myself. Whereas before it was like, Oh, let me get this, you know, other certification so that I can be even more open to, you know, open more doors and be able to do more work and kind of that confusing or lost self. That's like, well, I don't fit into, this area of work maybe I'll fit into that area but I need to get another um, certification to do that and then I just found myself constantly finishing these courses and, and changing you know getting changing in my job and in the sense where I would learn and then I'd be like okay I'm ready to move on and I would either get promoted or apply for another job and I just kept moving around and it just started to feel like a dead end and it was yeah. like what is the what is the point of all this so work-wise it was just soul sucking and draining and nothing that (laughs) really that's the only way I could put it yeah no matter what I changed inside didn't change and the fulfillment didn't change and the drive and all of these things that was like well where do I get to be creative where do I get to be myself and then that's when I realized well I really can't be in this world I, I just maybe not in this lifetime it's clearly not my purpose to be here so it's like you're just taking away years of your life and, and deteriorating in your health that you wouldn't even realize by forcing something that is not for you. And then along with that, obviously with, with law of attraction and everything that we choose to do, it kind of sprinkles to the rest of our life. So I had you know chosen to stay in a relationship that I wasn't happy with to the point where it was like, get married, you know, have a home, all those things. It was all that I was doing was very much not myself. Right. I didn't realize it because I was molding to what I thought I should be. I was molding to the other person in the relationship. I was molding to the corporate world because I was in it. Yeah. And meanwhile, I was just getting drained and drained um, 
And it wasn't until I really did start to feel like, you know, my health deteriorating physically wasn't looking or feeling well. Um, I was at the time trying to also conceive. Right. Because that little part of me that was like, oh, maybe it's like everything will be better and change if I have a child because that's that's what a woman's purpose is. And it's like, no, (laughs) (laughs) it's not. Only someone had told me then, but couple years into that, I was never able to get pregnant. So mm. that can, you know, any, anyone, um, any normal woman would take that hard. Um, yeah. You know, so there's been so many things that especially remember when I was younger, it wasn't talked about as much the trouble that women have conceiving the trouble that women go through pregnancy. Um, it's just there's just so many traumas and hardships. And I just felt alone. I didn't think that, you know, there was that many other women out there because at that age in my 20s, everyone was having kids, popping them out like it was coming out of style. It was, (laughs) I was surrounded by it. So you, you literally, I started to change as a person because I could no longer even be happy for those people because I was depressed. I was questioning my, what the hell is my purpose? Like, I'm unhappy in my job. I can't have a child. I started to question everything and it literally led me to depression. It was like way beyond anxiety. It was questioning who you are, what you are, just everything, you as a woman. And that's when I literally went in the downward spiral until I had to have, you know, a nervous breakdown or meltdown. I don't even know what to call it. That it was literally one of those things people say, oh, nobody just overnight, you know, decides like I'm done with whatever it is. And it, but it kind of was that because it led me to a point where I had to have a meltdown. The next day, I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm done with trying to be that woman or trying to figure out how to live that life. Clearly, the universe or something stronger is pushing me or telling me, like, no, enough yeah. is enough. This is not for you. And at the time, even though I didn't fully realize that, it really was, you know, one of the best things that happened to me because that led me to completely make a turning point and eventually, you know, change my life, fix my health, get out of the jobs, get out of the marriage and so on and so on. So that was your light bulb or defining moment was hitting bottom and having a breakdown. Well, it it literally, it's kind of, it felt like rock bottom. I was, I remember I was in this clinic because, you know, when you're trying to conceive, you go through all sorts of things and right like almost three years in and I was doing the whole like going in and getting all these needles and tests done daily and you know the nurses are constantly checking you when you're when you should conceive when you shouldn't and I was there one morning getting my blood work and I just had a breakdown and the nurse was just like ma'am are you okay and I'm just like just take it out I'm done I sort of (laughs) screaming I'm like I can't do this anymore and then I just like, I, I was shaking. I remember I called my husband at the time, no, my ex-husband. And I was just like, I'm sorry, but I can't do this anymore. I'm done. And that was, that was a day when everything really shifted. Like, wow. Yeah. So how have these experiences helped shape the Tanya you are today, do you think? Well, I feel like the more that one kind of goes through by choice or not by choice is just what life throws at you when you really kind of get in the rut and have these meltdowns or breakdowns for whatever reason I can only speak from my experiences that I've had um you do eventually come out stronger and when you come out stronger and you move out of the comfort zone um and kind of peel off all the band-aids that's when you're like okay now I have I feel like I have my power back I feel like I can I can literally take control of my life you you could easily had so many meltdowns like that day I could have had a meltdown and then just went home and continued to kind of have the same life you know I could have just said well let me still work on my marriage let me still do the same job and and it's just a vicious cycle but the point is that once that happens you one has to be strong enough and brave enough to say this is not for me and I will literally take on whatever comes my way to get past this which which is the hard part right so it's like what is the lesson here, right? When you have to open up your eyes and say, what is the lesson here? You may realize it right away or after, yeah. but do learn the lesson and that's when you can move on. And eventually all those things that you've gone through in the past, especially if they were, you know, bigger traumas and bigger issues, 
they can only make you stronger and more resilient so that later on, so many other things that start to happen in your life, big or small, they don't affect you as much. They don't, they don't take a toll. You're, you're not going to have another meltdown. You might have yeah. a meltdown because of something, you know, I, this year, I'm pretty sure everyone has had some sort of meltdown. <laughs> yeah. I know I have, but it's like, it's for different reasons. And you still have this like little seed in your head. That's like, Hey, remember what you went through? Like, remember that time that happened or yeah, it also opens up your eyes to what other people are going through. Right. Like when you go through some kind of trauma, you're like, well, this is only what I experienced. And you start to realize, I can't imagine what someone else who experienced something even worse or day to day is fighting some kind of physical illness and all these things and you're like my life is great I don't have problems <laughs> that's really what it comes down to yeah. is that you realize like no matter how big the problem is once you kind of get past it you're like it's okay I have everything I need to be happy now how am I going to use that to move forward and really live my purpose amazing now I would imagine that this also started your self-love journey and you being a, you are now a self-proclaimed big advocate of self-love. And I also assume that that includes body positivity, women's empowerment. Can you speak a bit about what those things mean to you on a personal level? Yes. And I'll try not to get too personal. <laughs> no, it's okay. Go ahead. If that, if that's what you feel like talking, go for it. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things why, why that kind of happened is because through that, you know, journey, I discovered and realized, wow, I, I didn't even learn to love myself. And no one really teaches you that we're taught to, you know, do do good and finish school and do all those things and to love everyone around you and be nurturing and caring, especially as women, it's just, it's just part of your DNA. But you, you're kind of not taught to love yourself. And with that comes so much with that comes, you know, all decisions and choices you make your behaviors, your patterns, your reactions, who you're friends with, the things that you do are all a part of loving yourself because loving yourself is how you respect yourself, how you, how you value yourself. And then that trickle effects to everything else around you. So I think through that time, I realized that I had loved, you know, the idea of this life or the idea of my marriage. And I really did love my husband with my you know entire heart and every cell in my body so much so that it was almost more than I realized, wow, I love him more than I love me. That's, that's strange. That's not how this should work. Yeah. And then I think once I, that started to shift, like after that day, when I had the meltdown, that was kind of the push to be like, why are you putting your body through this? Why are you putting your mind through this? Like, this does not seem like the right thing to do. And I think that's when that shift happened. Where it was like, you need to love yourself, Tanya. Like, this is the only way you're actually going to be happy in life and maybe one day you know you will have a child but maybe that's not your purpose yeah. your purpose now and that's when I think I started to literally it's like all those other courses and things that I did it was like let me take you know a self course on self-love mm-hmm. and I started to kind of you know read into it and look into it but it was more of an intuitive thing at the time there wasn't as many you know practitioners and entrepreneurs like myself today where they're actually taking you through coaches and coaching you how to do this sort of thing my own self and it was like oh let me do little things that make me happy and I started with like going for walks on your own buying yourself something you know spending time alone all these things I started to realize they felt so good and it was like, oh, this is maybe this is what it means to love yourself. It was like a whole new <laughs> a whole world opened up. And there's yeah. small things, right? Exactly. It was like a whole new world. And my self-esteem started to open up and in my confidence. And one of the reasons I really lack that obviously is you you know, you can't blame other people for all the things that you go through. Right. So it was like it's, it was my choice, my choice to be in the relationship that I was in the jobs that I did. But you obviously also know that the other person plays a big part in your confidence and self-esteem. Yes. So because I wasn't giving myself the love that I needed, and which I only realized later when I was like learning to love myself, but also I wasn't getting it from my partner, not only in, in just like, you know, a general emotional way, yeah. but even physically. And 
being at that age, I didn't know or realize how much that was important or how much that affected me. Um, I also didn't realize that later in life as, as a female, you know, I started to read into this. I was like, oh, it's interesting. The female sex drive kind of starts to open up later in life, whereas yeah. the male is younger. Yeah. Then for years, I just never understood. And it really killed my self-esteem was just, I was, I didn't never felt wanted. I never felt mm. desired by him. And it's one of those things that to this day, I don't, I don't know why. I think that, you know, just like females can be, you know, not as sexual or asexual, I think males can be as well. Right. So I think really that's just the card that I pulled. Um, <laughs> interesting analogy. <laughs> exactly. And, but it's just interesting because, you know, he, he was such a kind hearted, beautiful soul, but yeah. for the reason physically it was just nothing was there. And after many years of that, I look, I look back and I was like, wow, I'm like, I was lacking the emotional kind of love and support, but also the physical, like, you think somewhere you'd have, you know, at least one piece and most yeah. of it, people lack, you know, at least the emotional, but the physical was definitely lacking. So it took me years to kind of even open up and realize myself as a woman and start to love myself as a woman and, you know, open up my, my sexuality and, and all of that, which over the years is it's a work in progress, but yeah. um, definitely, definitely something that I love to talk to women about and get them to kind of open up about because it's not just about having a partner but it's about having that kind of awareness of yourself and your own sexuality for sure self-love i mean everything absolutely everything starts with self that's the foundation for all of it and then yeah. it just emanates out from there so if you don't love yourself you can't expect anyone else to love you exactly and that's i love that you said that because that's when i look back and i say Hey, it's, it's not his fault. It's both of our faults. You right. know? Clearly I wasn't taking care of loving myself. So how would I expect him to, maybe he yeah. didn't know how to. Right. Why have you made it your personal mission to breathe self-love and empowerment into others? Well, because I know that a life can literally pass you by and you can be lacking joy and love and, and happiness and all the things that really life is all about. And I just, I personally, every time I had some, I hit some kind of like, you know, triumph or went through something in my life that I realized something or learned a lesson. It was like, oh, I just want to share this with everyone. I want everyone to be able to do the same thing so they don't have to struggle. So they don't have to go through the pain. So they don't have to live this unhappy life, that there's so much more to it. But then there's that part of me that realizes it's everyone, everyone, it's their own journey, right? Yeah. So you can't force it upon them. So I think through the years, I was like, how can I slowly, you know, find ways to instill this into one's mind? Because it's, it all begins and ends with the mind. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, I'm kind of planting seeds through my teachings, through my work, where people can discover that on their own, without it being forced, without me saying, you know, the worst is when someone tells you what to do. It's like, well, you can't because maybe today this person is going to be ready to, to do that or be open up to it. But, you know, yesterday they, they weren't. So right. it's just having respect that we all have our own journey. And that's really what this life is. And I just really have this desire need my whole life to, to help others in any way I can. And I feel like my purpose, a part of it is kind of experiencing a lot of things on my own skin going through those trials and tribulations for the better good of you know everyone as a whole starting with myself and then others saying like well this is what I felt this is what I went through and this is what I did and this is the outcome maybe your way to get there is going to be different but definitely opening up their mind to say like you don't have to live this way you don't have to be unhappy because you deserve so much more so just you know instilling that idea that really loving yourself and changing your mind frame can completely shift shift your life amazing i love it and then the, i mean through your struggles this is and your journeys and your experiences this is also beneficial to helping your clients that you work with as well teaching them about empowerment and self-love exactly that's exactly what it's what it's all about like even every single yoga class that i teach there's some bit of or, or really theme around empowerment there no matter what 
style of possum doing or, or what kind of day it is and what week it is, what season it is. But my retreats that I do are actually called Love Yourself Yoga and Wellness Retreats. Yeah. It's just like, I know that some for some people, the name might sound cliche, but to me, it was like, I, I just can't think of calling it anything else. Yeah. Because I embody that self-love in what I do, in all that I do. So even if it means, you know, having it in literally visibly written in all my work, I just figured, you know, it just made sense. So everything that I do is around that to the point where if I ever find myself, you know, lacking some kind of self-care or self-love, I instantly stop. And I say, I remember a couple of years ago, one of my students said that to me, I was, I wasn't feeling well or something. And I was like, oh, but I have to teach my class or whatever it was. And they're like, but Tanya, if you do that, then you're, you're not practicing what you preach. <laughs> oh. And I that's was like, oh check. yeah, so that's one of those things I realized because all those years that I was working, you know, my whole life from, from 15 to 30s, somewhere in the 30s where I was still in corporate, I was one of those people that would go to work when they're sick, when they're feeling like shit and yeah. you're just, well, you got to work. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're like going against yourself, not to mention your quality of work sucks. Like it's just all around horrible. And I think that was still kind of a part of me where I was like, well, I have to do this. And it's like, no, you don't. Because if you do that, you're going to show all your students, you're going to show your clients that what you're talking about is bullshit. Yeah. Because you're not loving yourself. You're sitting here sick or whatever time of the month it is. And it's just, it doesn't make sense. So that's kind of like a constantly self-check for me that every time I'm not feeling well or something is off I'm like hey I got to step back from my work and take care of myself and then come back to whatever it is that I'm doing well you'll be that much better for it as well as your clients will will benefit that much more from that as well exactly yeah how long ago did you found and start bliss yoga anywhere so that's a funny story that's why I don't like to call myself the the founder of it okay so bliss yoga studio is a studio in Toronto that was around now okay yeah it was around for 15 years and I actually I was teaching there and then I was managing the studio I was managing the studio for about just over a year when COVID happened or it began okay (laughs) so once the pandemic hit last year in March I was actually in Bali doing a yoga retreat um, having the time of my life and was kind of I like to say forced to come back here um and I came back and that's when you know everything was kind of shut down and at the time I was talking with the owners and they're like just like all the other small businesses and oh we got to close down we don't know what's going to happen this and that a couple months in we um we had decided like there's you know there's no way that we can continue to sustain it financially so we're just going to continue teaching online but they had to really shut down the studio shut down the business for good I was very very attached to it because I had kind of built it from from scratch in a way it it, it was it hadn't been uh, much hadn't been done to the studio for a long time in terms of even even the look and vibe to it it was outdated so I had renovated the place I, it was it was like my second home so I truly was in love with it and what I was what I was doing at the studio that I was like well let me try to take this and continue doing it online some way somehow at the time I didn't know especially because I'm not very tech savvy. I'm not, I'm very old school. I'm not a big fan of doing things online, but when life forces you, you go ahead and do it. Yeah. So the owners kind of said, you know, there's like, we have this following, we have this name in the community. We don't have time to uh, really carry it on. We'd love to pass it on to you. And I said, sure. So I kind of bought the business or the name from them for the online part. Okay. And all I did was change the, the name changed really, instead of it yeah. being studio it's bliss yoga anywhere okay and then that's when it became solely mine and i built this online platform so i changed it i created a whole new website and and the way it works and all of that and that's how i've been able to connect and stay connected with not only the community but to my vision was like well maybe this is how i can now get you know get the name out there and spread it worldwide to the point where i have customers from europe australia and in america and I'm hoping to to grow it more and more because it's it's a virtual space that no matter what, even when the even when COVID is all 
said and done, which I think we're all praying for. <laughs> Hopefully sooner <laughs> rather than later. Exactly. Um, it's a way to, to stay connected because I myself don't plan on, you know, always staying here. I travel a lot and with my retreats and all that I do, I'm, I'm going to be all over the world. So it's a yeah. way that I can still teach even the same students I had before, plus new students, but teach them from, from wherever I am. And it's a great way for the community to come together. So that's, that's a little bit about bliss yoga. <laughs> Bliss yoga anywhere, world domination. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say that. The other day I was sitting here pondering and you know, you just have that face. You're like looking out into space and thinking, and my boyfriend looks at me. He's like, are you okay? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking how to take over the world. <laughs> there you go. That's it. What is it that inspires you or lights you up the most about teaching yoga, meditation, or Reiki to others? Because it's so healing, so healing. But honestly, what inspires me the most is the fact that you can heal yourself. And I think this is where there's that fine line of like, well, how can I do the work that I do and make a living from it? But at the same time, it teach people how to, that they can heal themselves, that it's all from within. They don't need me. They don't need anyone else. They just need themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so passionate about that. And, and I think, Anytime someone asks me, like, how do you do this? Or how do you do that? You know, everything from yoga poses to like Reiki healing and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm just here to to be, you know, your guide or your yeah. opening up your eyes and to to kind of help you and assist you in what you do. And it's so fulfilling, you know, at the end of a, a yoga class or a Reiki session or a retreat when, when people are saying like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Thank you so much and all of that. And I'm like, but you did it. This is what yeah. I tell them. I'm like, it was you. I was just here holding space. I'm literally just here as, you know, any a guide, a guide. That, yeah. That's all it is. And I don't know what's more fulfilling is that feeling of seeing their reactions and feeling them. Cause literally my heart beats like a thousand beats per minute when that happens. Yeah. It like fills my soul. It fills every cell but also that feeling of them recognizing that it's them, it's in their power, right? It's yeah. everything is within them. And, and then just seeing after how they kind of carry on with, with their practice or whatever it is they're doing, whether, you know, it's some kind of energy healing or stuff, teaching them how they can do this stuff on their own is, is really my, my passion so that we don't always have to depend on others. Like I just feel like we live in this world of society where we're so dependent on people's products and services especially of larger businesses and i'm like that's just not fair like this can't be it like it doesn't make sense that one has to spend all this money and be looking for the answers and and the healing powers within within others when it's all within us exactly yeah i love that thought process and attitude you're 100 right i mean you're just giving your students the tools and showing them how to use them the rest is they're the ones doing the hard work Exactly. Exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Tanya, do you work only with women? And if so, why did you choose to focus your business solely on women? No, I don't, but I would say majority is women. Right. And like, for example, especially for the online studio, you know, it's, it's a mix for the retreats. Yes. I will say, honestly, it is, it is for women, the retreat. And I've been asked a lot, especially lately the retreats are pretty you know high in demand and popular and I get asked like oh I want to come with my boyfriend or husband or or men ask me I want to come to the retreat and yeah just like I said earlier I don't ever feel right or compelled to teach or do anything if I don't have either the experience the education the certification or just the knowledge of how to do that right so I fully can resonate and feel and and I have been prepared and do what I do with women because there's not much that I don't know or can't understand when it comes to the female anatomy, the female right. emotions and female body and all of that. Whereas with males, I don't have the capacity to be able to give them what I can give a woman. Right. Uh, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Totally. So, it's like, yes, I do have a dream and a drive to start working more with men or with couples, but I just feel like at this point in my life, in my career, 
my purpose and my passion is all around helping women because I can speak to it. I can, I live it, I breathe it, I embody it, right? Yeah, you can serve better for sure. Exactly. And that's why, you know, I've been getting more and more kind of in contact and looking for collaborations with men thinking, well, you know, if and when I'm ready to go down that path, I feel like I would need sort of, you know, a male partnership or collaboration that'll be able to give men what I can give to women. Because even if, you know, let's say five, 10 years down the road, I've, you know, developed, you know, involved even more, I'm still never going to be able to give a man what a man can give to a man. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's just, that's simply, that's kind of the simpler way to put it. Yeah. Um, so that's why I focus definitely around women because it's just, I'm a woman. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I would say my, my drive, my, my, my passion for just helping women heal, helping women healed from their traumas because I healed from a lot of different traumas in mm-hmm. my life. I would, it's hard to really answer that question in a way that sounds like it's, it's not, it's not necessarily a skill. It's more of something that I developed because I went through those things. In it's my your superpower. Life. Yes. There you go. Superpower. Yeah. Um, and at the time, you know, growing up, you didn't think that was a superpower that later it would be. <laughs> But when you go through, you know, childhood trauma, like coming from a war-torn country, when you Mm. go through your parents struggling in life to make a living and to put bread on the table, when you go through your parents after all the struggles, you know, uh, separating and divorcing and, and not having a father for so many years, when you go through many, you know, different health problems and not being able to get pregnant and marriage and divorce and so on and so on. You're kind of like, well, you know what? I've been kicked around and down many yeah. times and I'm still up here. And my superpower is that I got through it and I'm stronger and happier and better than ever. And I want to instill that power in you. I want to empower you to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where I think um, it stands out or I feel that when it resonates with, with people, when, when I do speak of, when I do speak about these things, especially my experiences, right. They sometimes realize either they have gone through something similar and they're like, Oh my gosh, if she can do it. So can I, Yeah. or they're like, Oh wow. It's amazing how, when you hear someone else's experience or trauma, it makes you realize I'm grateful. I didn't, I didn't go through any of that. You know, it's like, and that's why I love to hold space for women because you're there to not only support each other, but when one woman tells her story, you genuinely and truly feel either her pain or what she went through. And it either minimizes or, you know, may, amplifies what you've gone through one or the other. That's Whichever right. one is, it's, it's doing something, right? It's doing something to your own, to your own life. And that's where the, the kind of the heart center and gratitude really starts to come come into play in life when you're like wow you hear a woman's story and you're like i truly and genuinely appreciate this this vulnerability and it makes you want to open up because when we open up that's when we release that's when we release the trauma the emotions that's when healing begins right well it gives others permission to speak and share their story and, and their struggles and their journey yes yes it does it really really does and when you have a safe you know, a safe space and a safe environment, that's, that's where that happens. So speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does the word success mean to you? Success means to me living a life that you kind of designed or you thought of based on your own needs and your own vision and values and actually living that life. So living a life with purpose living a life that's filled with love, with culture. And I feel that one of the main ways that one gets this is through experiences and through books and through travel. Mm -hmm. Um, Traveling is so, so rich. You learn so much. Oh, yeah. The ultimate success in life is someone who's well-traveled as opposed to someone who... 
um, I don't know, is a millionaire because they have this multi-million dollar business. Or <laughs> travel, travel is the best teacher. It's the ultimate teacher. You, you yeah. can't even learn in a book what you learn through travel. Exactly. A hundred percent, a hundred. And that's why this year, um, because of the lack of travel, I've just been reading more and, yeah. you know, it's like that combination of the two or when one is lacking, I got to do the other. Otherwise yeah. I feel like I'm going to go insane. <laughs> it's like, Filling yourself with wisdom, like yeah. what you can learn traveling, but like really traveling, you know, rough, like yeah. back roads and then towns with the people and all of that. That is so rich that that to me is is really the the ultimate success that leads you to live a fulfilled life, to live your purpose in means of way that you you, you open up your eyes and you realize who you are. You realize how big the world is and how yeah. and cultures and people there are and just there's so much to it that that to me is it's almost like saying well if you haven't traveled then you're not you haven't reached the success in life yeah. you haven't reached you know some kind of high yeah it's the ultimate education for sure yeah yeah to date what would you say is your biggest tie or your greatest win i would say biggest tie or greatest win that would be 2018 when I, within a few months, it, it all, it was a combination of things that happened kind of all at once, obviously by my choice and my doing, Right. I got divorced, got my yoga teaching certification and I got my, my home, like my condo, my own condo. Okay. Um, it was a, a really big win and celebration for me. Cause it was like celebrating all of those things, the past me, the past life yeah. that I leaving behind that I had struggled immensely in every way to get out of. And I was now living this new life, this new me and, and celebrating it. It was just, you know, it was a moment where I knew that things were finally taking a turn. And then it was like, Oh, it was almost like a funny moment. Like, Oh, cool. I just got keys to my new place. But to me, it was so symbolic because it was like, I'm starting, I got keys to the new, to the door that's going to open up the new me. Like this yeah, is the new life. life. I get a second chance. That's yep. what it felt like. I get a second chance in this life. And I'm only, how old was I at the time? 30, 31 or 32. I can't remember, but that's just what it felt like. And that's really what it's been since then. So that was a huge, huge kind of win or milestone for me. Amazing. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Ah, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever received, I would say, and it's, it's one of those that I'm sure we've all heard. And I've heard it when I was young and many times in my life, do what you love. The money will follow. Yeah, for sure. That's true. So true. It's so true. And all my life, I think it stuck with me and I never, I could never wrap my head around it because I was like looking at people, you know, like artists and, and things like that doing what they love and how like rare it was that they could actually, you know, make a living or make yeah. something out of it. And that's why I guess I truly never knew what I loved. And, you know, I, it just never really, the pieces of the puzzle never came together until, until yoga. <laughs> I found myself in yoga. And that's when I was like, I remember I finished my teacher training and and the teacher told us at the time, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's going to take you a long time to really make a living out of this. And that's when that kind of piece of advice came back. And I was like, you know what? I'm okay with that. Like yeah. I'll, I'll live however I need to live until that point. Because make it happen. Yeah, exactly. Sacrifice. That's what it's about. It is. It is sacrifice. And that's when I realized like, this is it. I know. I finally know what it means. I'll do yeah. it. The money will come. <laughs> <laughs> What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Music, people. <laughs> Definitely need to be, you know, surrounded by by people who, especially people who matter and love you and understand you. Yeah. And music. Like there's nothing to me that is as powerful and as healing as music. And I literally, I can't go a single day or evening without have music on all the time like yeah. when I'm working when I'm teaching when I'm whenever it's it just, just so transcends everything 
yeah, it really does. And it depends on your mood, whether you need to focus yeah. or whether you want to energize and dance, mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's just, it's so powerful and, and so healing that I find that it can almost correct or fix any situation. Yeah. I mean, music, I don't know of any other art. I mean, art in itself is a beautiful thing. It's healing and that's transcendent as well in general, but music just, there's something, you know, uh, you hear a song and it can take you back to an exact moment. Yes. Literally an exact moment. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. How would you like to be remembered? I would like, hmm, I would like to be remembered as someone who is courageous and brave and really, you know, empowering, not just to women, but to, to the world, to live a simple life, you know, that living a simple life can be so fulfilling and empowering and, and just live and grow and evolve in community finding your what they call soul tribe yeah you know and just finding what makes you happy and not what makes others happy but being okay that we all want and and like different things yeah that you know if my vision of happiness is living in a hammock on the beach and you know having enough money to just pay for the meals that i need and the bed that i sleep on that that's okay to accept each other to accept each other for who we are and what we are and just live freely really just to live freely who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why i would say my my grandfather funny enough um because he passed away when i was two years old and he's been a bigger part of me than I would say almost anyone in my life. That's one of those things that is almost, it's hard to explain. And I, you know, I don't want to get too spiritual or philosophical, but I just feel like he has kind of uplifted me and empowered me within me my whole life. I I guess I have this really strong and, and strange connection to him that because whether it's our similarities or, or whatever it may be, I feel like he's he's been my kind of my guide throughout my whole life. And as I've gotten older, especially when I got more and more into yoga and that world and meditation and so on, I feel like I've connected to him in, in ways where I'm either living or he's either living through me. Yeah. And that's why I feel even more empowered. And it's interesting because earlier we were talking about, you know, it's all about this empowerment and connection to women. Yeah. But I, like there's this that masculine part of me comes from him right and it's because he was so free and you know courageous and someone who especially at that time back in the day you didn't see very often someone that was that kind of as much of a free spirit and would do things like go skydiving just for fun or (laughs) drive to the edge of a cliff because why not, you know? And there's just so many things about him and his soul that I feel always resonated with me and kind of lives within me. So yes, it's, you know, it's strange to say that someone who's not living with us or hasn't been most of my life is, has been my, you know, person I look up to. Okay. Amazing. That's so inspiring and beautiful. Thank you. What would you say is one of your favorite quotes? Okay, so there's many that I love. I love Alan Watts, kind of put that out there. But one of my favorite quotes is actually by Iyengar, and it's the rhythm of the body, the melody of the mind, and the harmony of the soul create the symphony of life. That is awesome. I love that. That's amazing. I've never heard that one before. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that one. It truly, truly speaks to me. And I always saw our lives as, as a sort of symphony yeah. or as, as a soundtrack. I remember, I remember the first yoga class I ever taught, it just came to me as I was teaching and I, and I said out loud, I'm like, your life is a soundtrack. Like this is literally what it is. Everything mm-hmm. in it, you create, you choose what you want that playlist to sound like, what you want that symphony to be. Awesome. I love that quote. That's amazing. Yeah. I have to remember that one. Yeah. 
What does the word empowerment mean to you? The word empowerment means to me uplifting one another. So it's living in empowerment, embodying this, you know, this powerful and, and strong self, and then being able to pass that on or, or really reflect that on to others, kind of like a ray of sunshine. It's so powerful and it's going to reflect to everyone else. That's really the way that I see it or that I feel it is the more that I embody that I'm able to empower another person to have that same shine and have that same spark and that same power ignited within them. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? So yeah, one of the most important things I learned was to love yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I even have it tattooed on my arm. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) It's, it just, it's so, there's so much more to it that way more than those two words. And, you know, my life before that I felt like was lost and and kind of empty and always feeling alone and, you know, like no one understands you and all of those feelings that I had before, it was really because I didn't truly know or love myself. And that realizing how we can make so many decisions and choices because of that lack of self-love um, that will affect us, that will, you know, make us feel all sorts of things other than great. And that once you kind of get past that, once you learn that, it, it almost is like a skill. It almost is something that you truly need to go through discomfort and go through the tough road to learn it. But that everything becomes so much more, in, in a way, open. Like yeah. so many doors open, it, you start to realize, you start to understand what it means to have law of attraction and to radiate love because that's really what you you start to attract like everything starts to kind of open up and make sense and then your decisions and your choices also start to reflect all of that because of that respect and value that you have on yourself on your Mm -hmm. life on your beliefs on on who you are to the core um and then everything kind of just changes from there. <laughs> it, it is something though, that you do constantly have to work on. It's never something I don't think you ever reach that final destination with that. It's something that you constantly have to do and constantly have to put in the work. Yes. I, I completely agree with that. You do. You constantly do. It's not like, Oh, I've, I've learned to love myself and now I'm just going to coast through life. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's never ending because we, we change every day, not to That's mention right. like, every year and phase in our lives. So every phase that you go through, every new person that you become, you need to learn to love that person. That's right. And it's why it's just, you keep going and going and going, but it's so beautiful because you learn to have that relationship with yourself and learn and accept yourself through every phase. And that's how you learn to have a relationship with others and to have that same, you know, apply that same, what do you call it? Like apply the same, formula to say well this is also what i need to learn and accept that in my relationship with others whoever it may be they're going to change too and i need to learn and love and accept them who they are as we go on the on the journey together that's right okay we're going to do a little rapid fire section here so the next group of questions will be one two three word answer type things okay okay how would you describe yourself in one word Brave. What do you feel most grateful for in your life? My health. What makes you smile? My family. What's the first thing you notice about a person? Their energy. Money or fame? Money. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. (laughs) (laughs) What's the first thing you think of when I say the word future? Home on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) You came with a warning label. What would yours say? Beware of honesty. <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Freedom. <laughs> if you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Just be yourself. Entrepreneur life is? Tough but very rewarding. If I had an extra hour a day, I would? Read more. My favorite way to unwind is? A glass of wine. And lastly, for the rapid fire, if you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? 
<laughs> no, no politics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in agreement with you there, 100. Yeah. Tanya, what is the most recent investment you've made in yourself? The most recent would be I did another teacher training, and it's actually Yin and traditional Chinese medicine. So. That was an investment. Of course, I did it online. I couldn't go to Nicaragua yeah. for training, but I finished the course. But I'm still learning, and in you know, in taking even more time to kind of learn above and beyond what I learned in the course and start to apply it into my teaching, into my everyday, and really understanding the human body and how we can heal more and more. Awesome. What is your personal motto? The best yet to come. <laughs> If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? Maybe ways ways in which you've healed yourself from the different trauma or things that you've gone through. Okay, there you go. Which ways have you healed yourself through the different traumas you've been through? I would say I did a bit of both of, you know, the Western world and Eastern world healing okay. physically, as well as, you know, changing things in, in diet, but mm. just mostly the understanding how much diet and movement can affect our lives and everything that is going on in our bodies. And through, through yoga and meditation, it really, really heals you and teaches you a lot. But one of the biggest things in in healing and releasing any kind of trauma from the body is really, really the tough, tough work that takes a lot of, takes a lot of, I don't know, I would say physical and mental endurance to kind of get through it because unless you're shaking and crying and screaming, then you're not healing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? It would definitely be, you know, to say that you are not alone. You're not the only person who sees life the way that you do and, you know, has the vision and dreams that you do. You just have to find and kind of, if you, the more you be yourself, then you'll be glued or magnified or however you want to call it drawn towards the people the things and the places that are really meant for you so that you can live a life of, of with purpose and peace amazing lastly if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world tanya what would that last 30 seconds sound like this is a tough one <laughs> i like to keep guests on their toes yes yes definitely i would say Look out, look out on the horizon and pick, like a, pick an animal or, or a plant or, or a tree that you feel you can embody or that is your spirit animal. And however you can find yourself to embody this with the utmost strength and power and, and courage and all the instincts that one has within within oneself and embody this so that you can soar so you can fly over life with the utmost and biggest perspective on everything around you so that you can see everything so that you can feel it and connect to all your senses and be able to react based on natural instinct as opposed to based on some anger or frustration or trauma that you hold and to shake off anything that's holding you back or keeping you down uh, way underground, to shake it off into the ground and just to keep soaring above no matter what tree you hit or no matter what weather comes along and just to keep going stronger and better with each leap. Tanya, thank you so much for sharing your story. And I have so thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. It's been so inspirational and just amazing what you've been through and and come around to is just incredible you are a incredibly beautifully inspiring soul woman you're you're amazing i love your story and thank you so much for taking the time to be here and share it 
I appreciate you and I appreciate you taking the time to be here. And I'm just thankful to have you as part of the Empowerography community. And it's been such an amazing conversation. Thank you very much. I'm very blessed and grateful to have been here. And I, I'm so excited to be a part of the community. So thank you, Brad, once again for doing this and for all that you do. My pleasure and my honor. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Tanya Begenesik. She is the owner of Bliss Yoga Anywhere. Thank you again, Tanya, so much for being guest today. I appreciate you taking the time. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca and follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.